Hi, this is Mike, co-host of Realistic Sustainability, the podcast, which you probably already know, but I'm also the author of A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life. That was the book that led to our Facebook page, our Facebook group, and, well, even this show. It offers tips on promoting your positive footprint while decreasing your carbon footprint. So, if you want to read what started all of this, get A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life, available on Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or just visit greeningyourlife.org for more information. Thank you for joining the sustainable movement and promoting a greener future. Hi, and welcome back to another Realistic Sustainability Short. For those of you who've been listening to the shows, you've heard about this edible landscape project that we're doing in my town of Durand. And for those of you that are finding this as your first episode, this might seem a little weird, so I'll just tell you what it is. We've decided to work with the city to put edible landscapes in available to all the citizens. What that means is that we've taken some of the flowers out, not gotten rid of them, but spread them out, and have added vegetables so that this summer those plants will grow, those plants will fruit, and anybody can take it. So when we talk about the Edible Landscape Project, especially in this short, that's what we're talking about. You can look up the whole project on greeningyourlife.org. It will show you all the research, everything we've done since day one to today. And for the rest of you, let's get you updated. We have planted more than 150 plants in the ground in the city of Durand. And at this point, we're kind of just waiting for them to grow. We've done everything we can. We've replaced some of the plants we've lost. We've had many more plants donated to us. Thanks, Ace Hardware. And we have really expanded this project. There is all kinds of plants. And in some cases, at a very small scale, Harvesting is already happening. Stomping Grounds, the coffee shop in town, has already started pulling parsley and using it for some of their dishes. I, myself, and several others have pulled Swiss chard and kale and lettuce from places like the People's Spot downtown. So we're already starting to see food coming from it and people taking it. But it's not even close to where we want to be. Our goal is to offer over 500 pounds of fresh and free produce to anyone who wants it. But not everybody knows they can take it. People see it all the time and think it's decorative. So we're constantly putting up more signs. Thanks, hon. She's printing a bunch of signs with that cricket machine she's got to help educate the city because people aren't taking it when they really should. And there's some already to be taken. Even as the tomato plants and the green peppers and all these things are still developing, lettuce, Swiss chard, kale, all the herbs, spinach, there's so much that can already be pulled. We've even taken some strawberries. They're delicious. So what I wanted to do was just kind of tell you the positives, the negatives, the roadblocks, the surprises. Because if I want you guys to do things like this, and I'm going to be the example, I should at least tell you what happens. So positive-wise, people love it. Almost everybody in town is is kind of in awe over the project. People really enjoy it. They're very proud to say it's happening in their town. Even that minor harvesting, we're getting tagged on Facebook by Stomping Grounds, the coffee shop, thanking us for what they're able to pull and use. There's always a low time in it. So we worked really hard to get the grounds ready, to get everything set, get all those plants in the ground, but 
Let's be honest, there's like a month where you don't do much of anything other than walk around and trim plants. That's where we're at now. So you have yourself an excellent project with a break built into the middle. Gotta have, the, gotta have those plants grow. Our town was on the local news. We had news teams and, and newspapers and everybody coming out to cover the project. So if, if your town is struggling being noticed, we were noticed. And we were noticed a lot. Local businesses are already getting good feedback. The large garden in front of the barbecue restaurant in town, the Union Station Smokehouse, has told me that almost everybody coming in is talking about it. It's kind of creating a buzz, and people walking by it sometimes decide to go get a bite to eat. It already is helping small business in Durand, which is fantastic, because that was one of the major things we wanted to accomplish, other than feed people. The last positive I've noticed, it does look good. We were kind of surprised. I knew that it would look okay, but it actually looks good. When you put the right plants in the right places, it's only going to look better when they start to fruit. Now, some of the negatives. It's hard to get enough people to help. Sometimes, because you're working over the summer, people are on lots of vacations. Everybody has a life of their own. So, sometimes 30 people show up and we get a boatload done. Sometimes five show up and we still get a decent amount. Sometimes just one or two. But that's just how it works. You get what you can get done while you have the volunteers. And if you don't have any, then you just do what you can. You don't overwork it. You gotta keep it fun. And it is what it is. You get as much done as you can. It is one of the hazards of this kind of project is that people are in and out. It also causes a little bit of confusion. People don't necessarily understand that they can have it. Like I said earlier, it's on city property. They don't always think that they can just walk over and take things. That's why we're making so many signs with, with QR scanners and different ways to educate people because it does cause a little confusion. People still struggle with the concept of free. Here in Duran, we're trying to show kindness on display, letting people know that free doesn't mean you're a bad person if you take it. It's part of being a community. Communities work together. They function together. But we still run into some roadblocks where people aren't quite sure if they can take it because they haven't worked for it. I jokingly say, pull a couple of weeds, then you've worked for it. Take as much as you'd like. And last, one of the negatives, I don't know if this happens in every town, but in a small town, there's gossip. There's always gossip, something to be said about anything that is happening. And several times I've run into some people that were less than excited because they heard one thing or another. Fact is, talk to them. Find ways to communicate. We walk through it all. They end up helping. The signs, the QR codes on the signs, the website, the Facebook groups, we're adding as much communication as possible. And it's starting to really pay off here in Duran. Very few people seem to be having any kind of pushback to the program now. Roadblocks? Well, that first roadblock is, like I said before, headcount, managing the plants, trying to get things done. But there's also the fact that plants die. Sometimes we plant in poor soil. We're using areas that aren't necessarily prepped for vegetables. So sometimes the soil's not great. We're doing the best we can to add nutrients, but we do lose some plants. And it might take up to three years to really rock the soil. So expect to lose a couple of plants. Watering. Well, most of the places that we go, there's water already there. But like in front of the smokehouse restaurant, there isn't. Luckily, they volunteered to water the gardens. So you have to make sure you plan on where the water's coming from and who's going to do it. Surprises? 
got a lot of surprises. First of all, donations are abundant from plants to you know bags of nutrients to even money. People are showing up and wanting to support the program. That is cool because we ended up with more plants than we can count. I think we've put as many as we can on the ground and we probably still have 30 to give away to the community. I was also very surprised that our state and our county fully supported the program. Our restaurants are legally able to use the produce because of how we grow it, the process that we use, and that we invited the health inspectors to come see what we were doing. I did it because it's not what I do for a living and I want to make sure I give free and healthy food to the community. But they couldn't find anything for us to change. It's worked out. I was very surprised that we got such strong backing from our county and state. I was also very surprised on how quickly word spread. By the time I called Shiawassee County, they had already heard about the program. The buzz had rippled outside of town. Another thing that I was surprised about is that this project being completed, it really pushed people to create their own kindness projects. We now have a community garden on the other side of town where another group of people are working with kids on gardening. We had an individual approach the Chamber of Commerce wanting to donate a food pantry where people could leave canned goods that they don't want anymore for others. These things are popping up left and right. One kindness project is starting to spring into multiples. So that's so far the things that have stuck out most. People love it. A lot of positive. Little confusion. Little bit of gossip that sets you back. Some roadblocks with headcount and dead plants but a lot of surprises, and almost every surprise is good. This project thus far has done a lot of good for the city. Soon we'll be harvesting. Next thing you know, the news will be back out while we're collecting buckets of vegetables. Because if people don't pick them, we still need to pick them. And we'll give them to the schools, or we'll put buckets out for free. We even have a share garden I think I've talked about in the past, the share stand. We'll put them in there, but we'll find a place to make sure that the residents get that food. Next thing you know, we'll be picking four different species of peppers, four different species of tomatoes, green beans, sweet peas, sugar snap peas, squash, zucchini, pumpkins, watermelon, lettuce, kale, Swiss chard, cucumbers, more than one kind of course, eggplant, and countless herbs, strawberries, and more. It has been a blast, and people have really enjoyed it. If you're listening to this, you're in Michigan, come see us. Come out. Stop. Have a coffee. Don't forget, mm, grab yourself a pepper or a tomato. And if you really enjoy this, do it next year. Where do you live? Can this be done? What kind of scale can you do it? All you have to do is ask. I was very surprised how quickly everybody was in. We always see things on Facebook, everybody talking negative. But the moment I put it all together... Everybody was in. It didn't matter if they liked each other or not. Everybody liked the program. So, don't be scared. Go to your city. See what you can do. Because I bet, before you know it, you'll have your own program just like this. That's all we've got for this week's short. I greatly appreciate you listening. If you get an opportunity, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Those are slowly going up, and they really do help us quite a bit. And if you can't do that, consider sharing the episodes. You can always share them on any of your social media sites. That also helps us, and we really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Mike, and I will see you next week.
feeling overwhelmed by climate change? Looking for sustainable and ethical brands to support? Then Ethic is perfect for you. Ethic is a simple browser extension that helps you find sustainable and ethical brands online. Learn more at ethic.org, E-T-H-Y-K.org.